Hello and welcome to Supply Chains, the Secret Sauce. I'm your host, Wade Wickes, CEO of Link Supply Chains at linksupplychains.com. This show is dedicated to supply chain and the secret sauce that supply chain provides for businesses. Going to have some humor, real life issues, some solutions, great connections, and a few life lessons. So tune in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Well, today we're going to listen to a person who has over 25 years of experience. She's going to share with us her family story about her family business that uh, grew from a, a deli to a manufacturing facility and all the interesting details that happen in between. And then we're going to talk a little bit about modern day supply chain. So please stick around. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Well, today I'm excited to have on the show Lisa Dubs, and she's got more than 25 years of experience in supply chain and sales from a leadership role at Cisco Corporate to working for a manufacturer, Unilever. And she was director of business resources for two other companies. She's currently VP of sales and market development for a startup, Link Supply Chains. She has won the prestigious President's Award for top sales in the USA with Unilever in 2012. And in 2016 with IFTA, she was the woman of influence in the food service industry. Lisa, welcome to the show. Well, hi, Wade. Thank you for having me. And you're zooming in from sunny, was it Arizona? Arizona. It is beautiful. I'm in the Valley of the Sun. Oh my gosh, it sounds delicious because it's really cold here right now. But, it is uh, uh, going to be in the 70s today. And it is sunny and beautiful and the skies are blue and happy to be here. Well, welcome. And I think this is going to be a really fun show. So I want to get right into it because you have a great story. And I just, I just excited that you are able to share this story with everybody listening. And with your experience, uh, you know, it'd just be great to hear about your journey in the food industry um, and that family business. And that family business part is the story that I want to hear and have you share with everybody. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your family business and the history and how it all started. Wow, that's a, it's a while back, but a, a great story um, or a great uh, uh, upbringing, shall I say. Um, my family um, was always in the food business. I think I joke and tell people all the time that I think I was born in a restaurant um, because we were always in the food business. And uh, so my my family, my grandparents had restaurants. You know the movie, The Big Fat Greek Wedding? <laughs> yeah. my, my family heritage, we are Italian, um, not Greek, but that was basically my life. We just went from one's aunt and uncles to grandparents to, and uh, that's what we knew. That's what I, I, my niece tells me all the time. I think we were born with uh, food D- DNA that we all know how to cook. Um, but my family, so my parents um, started, my dad actually back in the 50s had a butcher shop and a deli, like a little grocery store and a little deli and your typical, you know, little street stores, grocery stores in the city. Uh, I grew up in Northern Jersey. Um, so I'm a definite city girl. We were born and raised in the city. And um, we used to, I used to go down and help him all the time. And what happened in back in the 50s, early 60s, because I was little at the time, um, 
women started to work and they started to go to work and people, they wanted to come in and they wanted to have dinner. So he, my dad used to say to, to us, um, my mom and I, we started cooking at the house. So like any other good Italian house, we had two kitchens and we would actually um, cook. When I would come home from school, it was like, okay, we're making eggplant today or we're making stuffed shells or we're making lasagna. We would pack up two, three, four dozen dishes after we would make them, put them in the car, drive them down to my father's store and he would put them in the deli case and people would come in to start buying now what they call home meal replacement or the, where you can go into all the stores. He started that years ago. To go. Wow. Yeah, to go. And it was homemade food that was to go. And um, we started doing that. And what developed from that was we actually started catering parties from the deli. So we started catering uh, people's weddings and office parties and, you know, food. And pe so people started to come to us and say, you know, we love your food all the time. We can't always come to your one location and we can't always have a party. Um, how do we get how do we get your food more? So my dad um, said, let's um, start and processing uh, food. We'll open up a plant. We'll open up another building and we will um, start manufacturing food and sell it to the ShopRite, Food Town, Grand Union, the other supermarkets to just be the extension instead of opening another um, business. Um, let's do, let's use those supermarkets as extensions. And we actually, built another building, a manufacturing plant, where we started to manufacture one pound, two pound dishes of about two dozen items. And we started selling to supermarket chains. So you had, he had one location of a to-go area in Delhi, and then he created a manufacturing facility to... Yeah, we actually wow. purchased another building and at that point in time, when we started to actually for, for me, as I'm learning, so now I'm growing up, now I'm a young teenager, I'm in high school, and um, we started to go to meetings like at Wakefern, the parent company for ShopRite, and started to learn all the ins and outs of how do you get product in the store, what do you do, and lo and behold, it came time where we needed a USDA license to be able to manufacture food and ship it out to uh, warehouses for different supermarkets. And um, so as I was growing up, and I always like to say this, thank God I had the kind of parents that didn't say to me, are you going to college? They said, what college are you going to? And when I think back on it, have their, um, you know, I, I grew up in a pretty decent sized family. I have an older, I have two brothers and a sister. My older brother's an, uh, an engineer. My sister's a teacher. And my youngest brother, um, who started out with me in the business, but is now a, a real estate a real estate broker, um, I was the only one interested in the food business. And when I said to my parents, um, I want to go to culinary school, my dad said, no, no, you have to do something else. <laughs> but with my love of the food business, um, I ended up getting a uh, bachelor's of science degree in food technology and nutrition. So uh -huh. that was my, our compromise. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, at the time as our business started to grow and evolve, um, they said to me, we need a USDA license. And um, 
you have to go get it. And I was like, okay. So a whole new world opened up for me from the food business as to how to go about getting a USDA license and getting our plant approved, our products approved, your packaging approved, your recipes approved. Um, was quite a um, learning experience for me. And I think that was a turning point in my career of how, um, how many things were really available to do in the food service business or food service industry. You didn't just have to have a restaurant or a deli or um, work as a chef. There was, the, there was a whole world out there of other manufacturers and other people. Wow, that must have been uh, quite a learning experience. And how did you, how did they ship that product to you know? Uh, uh, how do they make those connections to to find other customers downstream, to find distributors, to find people that uh, would buy the, his product? Um, for us, our connections were actually supermarkets. So we there was uh, out in the East Coast. There's Shoprite, Foodtown, Grand Union, A and P, Shoprite, um, Chains. And we just started to make connections because they were pretty big customers. So even for like ShopRite, even though it's one name, there were um, they could they they did more like franchises at the time. So there could be one person that owns five stores, like in you know the Bergen County area, and then there could be mm-hmm. another owner that owns another two stores or five stores. So um, we actually would make appointments and go in to meet the owners, and it was my dad and I we would actually go in and because we knew everything there was about the business, how the product was made, the equipment, the size, what we could do, what we could advertise, um, coupons, trainings. Um, and him and I used to go, we would make those calls. And once we made a connection, um, it was a matter of servicing and delivering the product. And, and what would you say was, was one takeaway you, you, you really felt that you got from your dad in terms of you know, business um, understanding. Uh, is there one thing that you could say, hey, you know, this was really cool that my dad taught me? He taught me how to make a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> he was a really good businessman, both him and my mom. Uh, we were great. They both get the same amount of credit, but dad um, would set a goal to say, um, by such and such a time, we want to be here. And, how, and he used to say to me, how are you going to go about doing it? And I would say, what? And he'd say, we have X amount of product, X amount of places. How are we going to reach that goal? And um, we, little little by little, I, I, I learned that from him, like how to set a goal to um, accomplish little steps at a time. And, That's um, awesome. and it was, it was quite, the, quite the learning experience. Dealing with the um, USDA, I mean, I literally would drive my car to North Airport, get on a puddle jumper, make appointments. Actually, my mom used to make the appointments for me down at the Department of Agriculture. And I'd go down with my blueprints and my plans. And I would meet with the standard and labeling department, the equipment department, the building department. There were so many different divisions that you had to meet with and they had to approve your plans. And I had the authority to approve blueprints. I had the authority to um, well, not alter recipes, but talk to them about it. It was, it was when I think back on it now that I just went and did that. Um, it was quite amazing because I was probably in my early twenties, right out of college. You know, it's, it's great to, to hear the story one, because it, it really shows how, uh, 
how everything's grown so much, right? And and how back then it was it was very personal when you you actually had to go to a place to talk to somebody in the government about getting started and and making a product. It's just fantastic in that you could take a wonderful recipe that your family had and just have it be loved by so many people that it created a product that that got distributed. Did your family end up selling that business eventually or? Yes, that they did. Um, actually, it, um, my dad ended up um, retiring and um, let's see. So we'll fast forward to, I met my husband and decided to get married and my husband was from Pennsylvania. So we decided to <laughs> move to Pennsylvania out of New Jersey and um, dad retired and sold our, sold our business to um, Celentano's. I don't know if you know that name, but it's another um, Italian manufacturer in the area. They're still there today um, wow. and uh, sold all our equipment and product and recipes um, to them. And that's, that's actually how that, that took changed hands. And uh, that took me into um, Pennsylvania into another world. And uh, that's how I ended up uh, going to work for Cisco after that. Well, yeah, let's hear the, the rest of, of your journey, some highlights about uh, your experiences, because you've worked at several other companies in both sales and supply chain. Um, is there anything that you'd want to share in terms of, uh, like this show is, is mainly about how to help uh, leaders who are in the supply chain area or leadership area? Is there like two or three things that you would say um, people should think about or, or consider as they're entering a leadership role that here's some lessons learned from Lisa? Well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you a little bit first about when I um, moved to to Pennsylvania, and I ended up, you know, the first thing that that you go do is uh, you do what you know. So I ended up uh, going into some restaurants and caterers and stuff like that to start working. Um, lo and behold, I worked in a in a in a restaurant and that used to purchase from Cisco. And within a year, um, the sales rep said, um, "You." You should come to you should come to work for, for Cisco. There was a lot lot more involved there, um, but one day, um, actually, somebody walked in. It was a district sales manager, and he said, um, "I understand that you're uh, looking for another position, or you're moving on." And he said to me, "Did you give your notice already?" And I said, "Yes, I did." And he said, "Okay, my name is Fitch Tillotson. I'm a district sales manager for Cisco. Um, you purchased from us." And he says, "I'd like you to come and work for me." And at the hmm. time, I was like, "What?" It's like, who, who are you? What's going on? Didn't really, I knew I purchased from, from Cisco, but didn't really know the company well. And um, lo and behold, I became sales rep for Cisco within a couple of months. And so you asked me about leadership. And I will say, when I took that position, not knowing the area, not really knowing um, Cisco that well, um, their systems and how they go about and do things that that district sales manager had such a good style leadership where he would get our district together. Um, I remember he, one of his things was I'm available from six in the morning to six at night. It is your responsibility. I would love you to call me every day. Tell me what's going on in your territory. We have to develop a relationship where you and I can talk freely every day. So when it comes time, if you have an issue, you have a problem, you have a question, we already developed a relationship. And I have to say as a leader, 
I thought that was one of the, the things that uh, I remember the most that um, he was so emphatic about that we all knew each other and that we knew him. Um, and not, I mean, on a personal level, but just on a business level where we communicated every day. So um, it made the workflow and the ideas and things for our district um, flow easily. It sounded like it was more of just a, a friendly conversation than mm-hmm. uh, maybe following up on where are you with this or where are you with that, right? Yeah, he never made me feel like that where, you know, they, it, it never really micromanaged. But I have to tell you, I got the best education from that district sales manager for the way he uh, led uh, 10 people um, in our area. And we were probably the top district of uh, Cisco of Central PA um, for for years. I mean, that's how I moved into my next position after that. I think there's some secret sauce there. I think that you you really hit the nail on the head on that one where uh, the, the right leadership that just listens and and hears what people are saying and what their struggles are, roadblocks are, and just helps them solve those. Uh, you get a lot farther than, you know, where are you with this? Where are you with that? How are you doing on this goal? Um, and, and just having that trustful relationship. So that's, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. And then you have a, a really fun story with Unilever, I believe, where uh, you got a, a pretty good sale. And well, that was. I worked for Unilever. Um, they had um, a new product that they put out. So, so Unilever was Hellman's Nor, Lipton, Magoo, um, products that anybody would sell in a restaurant. And me knowing restaurants, me knowing recipes and food, I was like, wow, these are great products to sell. Um, this is really what I, it, I'm, I'm excited about. And even though I lived in Pennsylvania, um, for Unilever, which is a very global country, co- company, shall I say. Um, I covered Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Virginia, and West Virginia. Um, never heard really much of anything in Pennsylvania. And um, I used to say all the time as I went out, I used to say to my regional sales manager, her, na- her name was Joanne Cam, and she was another absolutely fabulous inspiration when it came to work with. She was also um, a pleasure to work with, uh, to guide you, to uh, send you the right places, to motivate you. She, she was absolutely fabulous. So I was very lucky to have a lot of good um, leadership. And one day I said to her, so how do we make bonus here? What do we do? And, uh, and she talked me through what we should go do. And she says, for Unilever, every year they have a new concept. And she said, we want to take that concept and run with it. So the concept that year was um, soups, dehydrated soups that they had made sustainable, less sodium, easy to do, fabulous product that came in a pouch. All you did was add water and bring to a simmer. So I took off with this. And from my years at Cisco, knowing some of the sales rep at Cisco Baltimore, um, there was a young sales rep who said, I want to get into the Pentagon. And I was like, okay, let's go. So that was another kind of reminds me of the USDA. It took us six months, a lot of tenacity, a lot of paperwork to actually get approved to get into the Pentagon. And then once you get in there, you have to, um, you are 
they actually take you to certain places. I actually, you were assigned a um, military soldier to you that would escort you around the Pentagon to where you had to go to your different meetings and escort you in the building and out of the building. Um, And that would actually happen probably your first six or seven visits. I jokingly say now it was because you had to find your way around the Pentagon. That's why they did that. Otherwise, you would just be lost all day. (laughs) Um, So that was kind of a funny part. But what happened one day was while we were waiting, I was waiting for a meeting um, to get in to see one of the managers of one of the restaurants within the Pentagon. I was sitting at a table waiting. I knew I had time to, that I had to wait. And um, two generals walked in and sat down on the other side of the, I would say like cafeteria area. And I was just sitting there with my bags of soup and my point of sale. And I probably had a cup of coffee that I was sitting there waiting. And I noticed as other people walked through, I mean, they literally stood, went to attention for whomever these two generals were that were in there. And I had really no clue who they were. I just knew that they were important. And to fast forward that story a little bit, they kept looking over at what I had there. And finally, one of them said to me, who are you and what are you doing? And I proceeded to sell the soup to the two generals who were army generals and how they could take it out in the field. And my closing line was, the Navy's already doing this. They're taking this out on their ships and their submarines. And they said, if the Navy has it, the army wants it. Wow. And within an hour, I was on an elevator that went up in the Pentagon and went from the cinder block walls to dark paneled wood of meeting someone else and talk them through the soup. And to make a long story short, I sold the Pentagon soup to send out to the troops. And that's how I won the award at Unilever for the largest sales in the United States that year. And that's really cool because a lot of life is timing. A lot of life is um, is understanding that, I guess, the good thing, the good people, they understand that timing and they, they capitalize on it. And it was just my, it, honestly, it was my tenacity of the um, times going in there because it was not easy. I mean, you had to make a plan. You had to get it approved. You didn't just show up. You couldn't drive your car there. You had to take a shuttle in. Somebody had to escort you in. And if you got, you were lucky if you got in there at nine o'clock in the morning. And if you didn't get out by 2.30 in the afternoon, wow. you were just stuck in Washington, D.C. traffic. And you said six months you tried to get into the Pentagon. So it wasn't an easy thing, you know, um, but you saw the opportunity and, and you seized it, which is, which is pretty cool. And that, that kind of takes me to the next part, which is you're, you're with Link Supply Chains right now and de- developing a company much like your father's business uh, and mother's business, your family business, you know, you're, you're in this, this new area of uh, growing a new company. How does that feel? Well, it, I, I think it's very exciting. It kind of fits in for, with my whole life. Um, Rain Kinsman, who's our uh, VP of uh, organizational learning for Link Supply Chain, has actually um, got me started and started to talk to me about uh, what Link Supply Chain uh, 
did. And I was very intrigued because I started to say, this is a startup company and they're doing like product descriptions and uh, digital asset uh, cleanup and, uh, you know, how to, how, to, how to make like e-commerce busy for these manufacturers. And since I had the manufacturing experience, I had the sales experience, it all started to tie together the way our world is evolving. Everything is becoming, um, is, is, is electronic now. Everything is uh, done online, you know, much different from years ago when I went down to the USDA, um, physically where you had to go. Uh, mm -hmm. Things are different now, but you still need that experience. So I was very intrigued when I started to see, when I started to, to realize what they did and started to get involved um, with the company. I think it's a great startup company. Um, what they do is uh, product description. And I know, again, from my manufacturing experience and my sales experience, how important that is to have um, the proper descriptions in order to not, not only sell your food, um, but to make money to move product and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm very, very, very excited about um, Link Supply Chain. Well, and it's great to have you on the team as well. Um, you bring to the party a wealth of information and knowledge, not only about sales, but also about procurement and about growing a business, which uh, does take time, just like your Unilever story. And mm -hmm. uh, But in the end, when you work hard and you have a good product, uh, people are excited about what you have to offer, like your family business was. Yeah. And uh, I think we're we're on the right track. And boy, I just appreciate you sharing your story because it's just such a fun story to to hear. Uh, there's a lot of people that go through those stories, and uh, and everybody wonders how that that ending happens or how that journey happens. And uh, it's really timing, and and having the right skill set, and being a good leader and doing what you love my parents both always used to say to me um do what you love do what's in your heart do what feels right and everything else will come and i have to say my journey up until now and even with link supply chain and meeting you wade and joe and rain i i knew and uh, brett and, and ken um it's the right feel. It's the right place to go. It's the next step of the journey and it will happen. It's, I feel very strong about that. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's so nice to have you on the show and, and thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything else you, you wanted to share? No, I, I, I think this is uh, really great. I love doing the uh, webinars and the podcasts and, and being part of the team. Um, but thank you for having me. And thank you uh, for, for being interested in uh, how the journey how the journey took place. So thank well, you no, very much. No problem. Thanks for your time. And, and you mentioned webinar. Yeah, we are going to have a, a webinar coming up here probably early March uh, yeah, to talk ooh, about. <laughs> yeah, talk about uh, descriptions and e-commerce and all that we can do to help. So that'll be a pretty cool webinar. But thank you again, Lisa. Have a great day. Okay. Well, thank you. Hey, that completes the show for today. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks for listening. If you have any information for me that you'd like to share, thoughts, comments, info at linksupplychains.com is my email address. And of course, if you'd like to give back to the show, please look at www.linksupplychains.com. Click on the podcast tab and make a donation. Really appreciate that. I am available for public speaking and available to help in any way possible. 
Uh, we're here to help women in supply chain, professionals in supply chain. Thank you so much. <laughs>